This is Masters in Travel, a rendezvous with the intersection of travel and business to accelerate your success. I'm your host, Whitney Schindler, owner of Undiscovered Sunsets. Each week, we have one goal in mind, to provide advice, insights, and resources to help you maximize your potential. Get ready to become a master in travel. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Masters in Travel. I'm your host, Whitney. Investing time, energy, and money back into our clients and supplier partners is a sign of appreciation to foster relationships and to build loyalty is recommended on all fronts and is something that is talked about regularly. But what does this actually look like when it's executed? Do all clients and suppliers receive gifts? If not, how do you decide who does? How much is appropriate to invest in gifts and thoughtful gestures? Should gifts be a representation of our brand or rather of the destination clients will be traveling? Once we've sent one gift, how do we stay creative to continue sending gifts to clients who return to us year after year? Over the last few months, I have spent a tremendous amount of time researching unique, thoughtful gift ideas for clients, and honestly, it can become quite time-consuming. Sometimes I find a gift that I love, but when I have it shipped to myself and then sent to clients together with a personal welcome note, it can sometimes become more cumbersome and more expensive than I'd like it to be. Other times, I consider sending it directly to them, but it's then it's missing the small details that will really speak to my brand and that will really make it personal. So often, I give up and I don't send anything at all, which is clearly not the solution that I'm looking for. Today, I have a very special episode for you. First, you'll hear my conversation with Heather Christopher of Heather Christopher Travel Consulting. Together, we dive into her approach to gifting and all of the fun, engaging ideas that she's come up with together with her team. Following my conversation with Heather, I also interviewed Rebecca Snow Isoda, founder and CEO of Tabby Jet Sets, a fantastic option to consider for clients and suppliers when we want to upgrade their travel experiences with a curated, beautifully presented gift set. You'll also hear my interview with Ashley Robinson of Bitebox, a really exciting gift option for all the foodies in your life. Be sure to stay to the end because both Rebecca and Ashley have been super generous to offer a code for our listeners. Okay, let's dive into my conversation with Heather. Heather, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So recently you've reposted a few of your clients' welcome packages that they received from you and your team. One, I believe was a baby onesie with your gold HTTC pineapple on it. And another was a small branded pouch with some face masks, I think. Did I see those correctly? Yes. There's some other things that we can dig into that are in that pouch. But now 2020 has brought about including face masks. So... (laughs) So what what really intrigued me for I mean not only the branded items I really loved but I love to see that they were welcome packages not a gift that was sent just before someone was departing or right after they got home. So talk to me a little bit about your philosophy on welcome packages and how this got started. Oh, so I'm pretty sure this is a Jenna Dakin thing. I'm pretty sure she was the one who like helped me create this. We probably discussed it. I believe I saw it originally in another industry. Anyway, so Jenna and I started talking about this three-ish years ago. Like I started these as soon as I started HCTC. I What did I originally give? Oh, a coffee mug and branded mm-hmm. cookies, like custom cookies with my oh, original cool. logo. Okay. And I did send those after travel. Like they went out right about the time they would have been getting home. And then when I hired Jenna or in the details, Darling, to come in and kind of redo my onboarding and processes and stuff, we started talking about this. And that's where we developed that. What feels really good, especially because what we offers very intangible. Having something feel like we could touch them in some way and also welcoming them into the family, making them more secure and like you are a part of HCTC forever now. Hopefully, fingers crossed, that's the you know the long-term goal. That's where we started doing the welcome package. It also takes the pressure off the timing for us right? If you have to do a welcome home or you have to do documents, there's time pressure. It's very time sensitive or can be. And this meant, okay, look, we have a little, we got a little wiggle room here. It's going to come over as a surprise. Um, And also I'm a practical to my core. So in terms of what we said, it has to be useful in some way. It has to be either edible or useful or it I'm, can't. I'm glad that. you said that. Yeah. Because I'm also the same way, but I was going to ask how you feel about gifts in general, like what your love language is. Because for me, gifts are so low so that if if I'm going to give something, it, like you said, it has got to be good. It can't be like something that's just going to be put in the back of a cupboard. It's
It's got to be edible. It's got to be an experience. It's got to be useful. And that's often where I get stuck. That's often why I don't send a gift is because I can't find something that's like tick, tick, tick. And so I would rather send, this doesn't sound good, but I would rather send nothing than send something that people are like, I don't need this. I understand this. I also, I will even like say to my friends, like you either get time or money. What do you want from me? I, that's just how I operate. I do love receiving gifts. Actually, yesterday I got a Harry and David package from a client. It was so nice. I love, like, I love that, but I am not good. I'm not a good gift giver. It's also why I've hired this out. I have Shelly who handles all of this for me and we just discuss and I need somebody to bounce back those ideas that isn't like necessarily in the industry. I need to be like, what What would you like to receive? Does this make sense? Do you think this is the dumbest thing I've ever done? And she comes back and forth and, you know, we agree. But I'm pretty sure the branded pouches are from Four Imprint. And the same as the onesie? Like, do you have one company that does all the branded things or they're different? So Shelly does the onesies. So she has a machine and she offered to do it. Okay. And so that became... So, okay, I've talked about this before, but I have a thing for souvenir babies. I don't know who wouldn't have a thing for souvenir babies but babies that are made on a trip I plan. Mm-hmm. And yep. so it be, has like become this thing where now when I find out, obviously about a baby, I have to send out a onesie. And we we have ones that have little sayings too. They're like, I think there's ones that say jet setter, new carry on, but we just kind of go back and forth on which ones we send, whether we just send the branded one or not. So I'm not proud to admit this, but my oh, gut reaction, <laughs> my gut reaction is like, if I'm going to send a gift, it should be after I've actually earned something from this trip design. I know that that's not an abundance mindset and I need to work on that. But that's my like gut visceral reaction to gifting. Like if I'm going to spend money, I want to do it properly. But if I do it properly, I want to make sure that this trip goes through and they actually travel and all of these things. And so as I kind of mentioned a second ago, I like get so caught up in these ridiculous thoughts that I don't send gifts as often as I should. So talk to me about how you approach the welcome package. Does every single new client receive it? Do they receive it right after they've kind of had the discovery call and paid the fee and you're getting started? Like, how does that look like on your side? So, I mean, you bring up a great point, but to me, if I've if they've paid the fee, like then we're good to go. And again, it's just trying to lock them into me, trying to sell them into me. So yes, every single client gets it. Actually, every single client, even if they don't pay a fee, gets it. Those bags, the little whatever branded pouches, they cost Mm -hmm. us like $10 with shipping. And they're filled with like Thailand. We buy bulk Tylenol, bulk emergency, bulk natural calm. That's what we put in them. Then obviously I just bought a bunch of disposable masks for this year. Um, So they cost me with shipping 10 bucks. So even okay. if they didn't pay a fee, I'm okay. That's again, long, it's a long-term mentality here. Yep. Like how do I keep yep. them you know, married to me? So yeah, every single person gets one. Uh, I've had people book too close in that they do receive theirs later. But my process is this, at the end of every month, I send an email to Shelly or you could obviously send it, tell yourself on the 30th every month, I'm going to look and see who's new and that's who we're going to send to. And then we keep a spreadsheet. Thank you, Jenna, um, for gifting at the end of the year to do our Christmas gifting. Every single person, who has planned a trip or has a trip on the books. And then I do also send to suppliers too. Okay. So the spreadsheet is just to keep track of all the clients who've planned a trip with you. Just makes it simpler to when you want to like upload all your addresses to something Mm -hmm. much faster. So the welcome package, I'm sure you haven't been doing this since day one. So how are you working? Like if I were to start this now, I'm already thinking like, oh, those people definitely deserve a package, but I haven't done it yet. So how did you, when you started it, how did you handle the people in the house that you really love that should probably get one? And how do you handle repeat clients? Do they not get a welcome package and they then get a different sort of gift or how do you do that? So I change them up every year. So I just go forward. Don't start looking back when they come back to you for next trip you get to send them one. They'll be extra surprised, right? They mm-hmm. don't know it exists. Even if they see it on your Instagram, they're barely going to remember it. So they're going to be extra surprised. Also, it's why I don't share every single time somebody tags me. I can't think of a time we've had a repeat, but if we would, just because we change it up every year, what have I done in the past? I've done leather luggage tags. I've done these cute little pineapple leather tags. Um, We did the coffee mugs. We also, in Travel Joy, under custom or under notes, Shelly keeps tabs of what they've received so that we can go back and check. So yes. I was, like, I was thinking about that as well of like keeping tabs of not only who's received a gift, but what they've received to make sure yeah. you don't repeat the same gift. Mm-hmm. So it's not a new client thing. It's somebody contacts you, they want to book a trip, you get started at the end of the month, they get that year's gift. Correct. It's as simple as that. Okay. Correct. Okay. Yes. I'm over Keep here like it. making it all complicated. I was like, 
just what's that kiss like just kiss it you know that's all don't over <laughs> don't over people are also super grateful i think we overthink it because we're so hyper aware of all of those things but you would still be so you'd be like oh i received a gift how thoughtful is that that's how you would look at it right and a gift can also be a handwritten note that like Yes. It can be whatever, a $5 Starbucks gift card. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. anything crazy. I know a photographer friend of mine at the week before her client's weddings for her couple, she sends a $20 Starbucks gift card and says like coffee you on me this. this week. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's something to that effect. And I think that's still like, yeah. t- it's a way to touch them. You keep this so much simpler than I do. And I'm I'm happy that we're talking about this because I've kept it so complicated in my mind up until now that it hasn't happened. And that, that shouldn't be an excuse. What I also appreciate is that it's it's the welcome part and your your approach to this of thinking okay you've contacted me i want you to feel like you're in our family i want you to think of me for every trip moving forward that is such a that is such a shift in perspective as opposed to thank you for calling me thank you for letting me plan your trip thank you for enabling me to make a bunch of money here's a little gift even if you don't say that to clients that's what that message afterwards sends wouldn't you agree like haven't you ever gotten a gift from like a realtor or or, you know, like a, an interior designer or like something like this, where it's like, you know, you dropped money for that purchase and right. now you're getting a gift. So it's, it's like, nobody has to say that, you know, you're getting the gift. You know, that the size of that gift basket is in direct correlation with the amount that they earned. And as soon as you remove that from the end of the trip and you put it at the beginning, they're like, oh, we haven't even done anything yet. And they're already so happy to have me in their family. I think your approach to this is genius. Well, I'll take it. Thank you. I don't know if I (laughs) got the credit, but I'll take... I mean, I will say it works. And you're you're actually right because we all know... I can even think the last one of the houses we bought, we got a gift certificate to a really nice furniture store directly correlated to that. And that it is kind of awkward and uncomfortable when you when you put it that way. You're like, oh, yeah. And you're like... Or you get it and you're like, yeah. Of course, you're gifting me this because X, yeah, Y, Z. Exactly. You know? exactly. And, I, and both reactions are not like super positive. Ni- neither reaction of like, yeah, you better give me a gift certificate to a furniture store. Not really. Yeah. I mean, I'm not unappreciative of it. I was grateful for it. But it, it does. And also, because at that point in time, and I want to be clear too, if they, I'm not giving it to people who haven't paid the fee but aren't committed. This is like either it's past guest or a situation where there are good friends, like Whitney, if you were, a, you know, a dear friend of mine, it was your sister getting married. I'm going to send that gift. And I'm not also not trying, you know, it's a, it's a situation where they're a committed client, but it also says because they actually haven't spent any other money with me, potentially either they've paid the fee or they haven't, we haven't probably booked the trip yet, or we're still in that working phase or maybe deposited just occurred till they receive it. So it it takes that out. It definitely takes that out of the equation because I might not, not even know their final like end price of what they've paid and I'm still sending it. Yeah. You mentioned that this is for a committed client. So someone like your close friend's sister, how are you handling when you receive a cold inquiry that may or may not have been referred from a client that you know, and we always hope for the best. I mean, I, this just recently happened to me. So it's, it's top of mind. I happen to have one blog that I don't know what I did on that SEO, but I am getting cold inquiries on a regular basis to Bora Bora because of my Bora Bora blog. I wish I could replicate it, but I can't. I've even gone in the back end. Like, what did I do here? (laughs) Anyways. So I have like right now I'm working on a new lead that it's not a referral. It's not anyone that I know. She literally filled out on my form. Like I found you on the internet. I Googled this. So this is what she told me. She's like, I Googled this. So also, thank you for telling you uh, that, right? <laughs> so when you're saying that you really do this for a committed client, do you not have a lot of cold inquiries like that? And so that's why it's a non-issue or do you not send them a welcome package until you really see? And am I making this too complicated again? Yep. I was like, everybody gets a welcome package. So what, so what, what were you thinking when you mentioned about like the committed clients? So to me, a committed client is somebody that I just know we're moving forward. Is that a gut feeling? Is that, I think you know what I mean. Like you have a gut feeling if somebody was going to totally ghost you for some, they've paid the fee, they're committed. Even if they don't ever book a trip, I'm still going to send them that. You're right that like the people who paid my fee and then not booked, it's not because of me. It's not because they're not committed. It's usually like something came up and they, they're not going on that trip anymore. I mean, I think most 90% of my inquiries are referrals. So whether they're lukewarm and so, I don't know, what are they considered? Lukewarm? 
hot i don't know cold whatever but no every i i just don't overcome everybody gets one everybody in the world is going to get an hdtc pouch (laughs) if they choose to work with us um that's it. Also, I guess it'd be something to note. I do try to send them for my some of my ICs too. If I have given them the client, their clients also get a pouch. For example, one of my ICs doesn't have her own branding. So Leah mm-hmm. is an, is truly an extension of me. And so they get that. And then with Meg, she does have her own branding. But if they've come through me, it's much more evident that like she's an affiliate and an extension of, of my own company. So they also get a pouch. Okay. So. Okay. So keep it simple. Everyone gets a welcome pouch and you've kept it at a price point that everyone gets it and you don't have to think twice about it. It's not a it's not a decision to make. Do Correct. you send gifts at other times? Do you send gifts when people come home, when they refer you business, when they book two trips in a year? Do you do more gifts or do you just stick with the welcome package and that's kind of how you handle it? So that is like, yeah, that overcomplicates it. I've considered a referral program multiple times and I just can't. Um, we do Christmas gifts every year and I keep it the same. It's because of the pineapple. We do the Honolulu cookie company cookies. And I actually got the best email about a week ago when somebody received theirs. They said, my wife and I are so impressed with how classy and professional your gifting always is. Everything goes together, the pineapple cookie to the pineapple logo to the sticker. And I about cried cheers to joy. I, of course, fired that off to Jenna right away because that is all her genius. And But it, it did exactly what it's supposed to do. Amazing. I, was, I was like, that's, I, and they're an older couple. So like, it made sense that they would go through this whole complimenting system, but it really meant a lot because I was like, that's exactly what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to all connect for you to do it. So, but yeah, we do send Christmas gifts every year and I don't know what we exactly, I always try to keep it about 10 bucks. Even this year I was, I was determined that I was going to find a way to do it because I thought it was important to show up that way. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that was important to me. And, um, we just try to keep it like $10 with shipping is always kind of my, my goal. Otherwise any other gifting, not really. I do once a quarter, I will draw a name. I just started this in 2020 at the beginning of the year, where if you referred me a lot of business, you went into a drawing. I like this referral idea as well, because I've also thought of referrals, but I've also like, I've never wanted to put in a a system or a program where it becomes an expectation. And so maybe after you've sent one or two referrals, I send it like, Hey, I see you. Thank you. But then maybe I'll wait till it's two or three more until it comes because I don't want it to be like every referral, something is in the mail. Like then it's not a surprise anymore. Then it's an expectation. And I I'm with you. And also you kind of know that running name in your head, right? Like I have a rough idea of referring me the most business. So it's easy for me once a quarter to be like, all right, who am I going to pick? Okay. It's these, these people really do. Or I've done it too, where it's people who just really engage with me in social, like on Instagram who are constantly showing up in my life and proving that they are loyal to, to HCTC. Um, you deserve a prize. And it's, and every single one of them has picked the $150 gift certificate to the business to you. Yeah. So how easy you put it in your newsletter. And so you let clients actively know, like I do this quarterly. And so that's a little nudge of, Hey, I'm rewarding referrals without saying, Hey, we'd really appreciate some referrals. Like it's a softer, nicer approach to referrals. Right. I like that. And then, I mean, yeah, no, are they they reading it? I don't know, but I mean, I don't know why I have all of these like gut reactions, but like when someone's like asks me for a referral, I'm like, did you earn that referral? (laughs) Like, like my, my, I don't know why I'm so pessimistic, but I just like, no, you're a realist. You're a realist. I like to change this because I consider myself a realist too, where I'm like, well, we also know too much of the back end, right? We're, we're over here digging into our own businesses, making those decisions ourselves. So we, I feel like we are the worst people to be marketed to when you, when you're in the thick of it yourself and you're like, no, damn it. You know how hard I worked? Also, I think ask yourself what you'd, what you'd want. What would you appreciate? Is that, you know, I, I am my own best client. So, yeah. So what, that's kind of what I've done. And so then it's, see, it's not branded. So I'm kind of, I'm on the fence because I love your client's response to all the branding. What I have gifted in the past are things that I would want. So I have gifted gift certificates or gift cards to Flightographer, gift cards to FrameBridge so that they, when they get home from their trip and they want to frame a photo that they can send it to FrameBridge and I'm contributing to that. I'm always putting myself in of like, let me think of something that they would enjoy 
but that they get the ultimate final decision. I don't want to go and say, I'm going to frame this photo and you're going to hang it on the wall and I'm going to pick the black frame because I don't know what your house looks like. Like I start getting like, well, I don't want to get involved in that. So I'm a big gift card person for services that I think that maybe they don't know about for services that they do know about. And I know they'll use again, like these clients get a photographer shoot on just about every trip. So like, I know that they're going to love a gift card to photographer. And I think that's, I think that's valid and fair. I think what maybe you consider is doing something smaller that's branded then like you just get that unobtrusive, but it shows up constantly. Right. Mm -hmm. And you put that Mm -hmm. with your gift card. So I think you just have to take it like one step further and you're like, cause I'm with you. I'm also like, I'm give me all the gift card services, you know, personally too. Mm -hmm. So it's hard when you're practical to your core to like step away from that. Mm -hmm. But I think you just have to add in one other thing that keeps it in that realm or get the mugs or a tumbler or whatever, and then put the gift card in it. You know what I mean? Like just, just find a way to brand it to you. And then, then you're good to go. Like you. Yeah. A good mix of branding, but also thoughtfulness for who I'm sending it to. And I really like your approach to like, maybe keep the branding as the ones that I can order in bulk. The ones that everyone is getting who plans a trip with me this year, everyone's getting for Christmas or the new year or whatever. That's a really great opportunity for branding so that then I can let my creativity shine when it's, Hey, you just got home. I've been finding the most amazing gifts. You told me about bite box. That's Hawaii Rome and Paris. I found one yesterday that are like Scandinavia and there's a Scandinavia box, a Denmark box. There's a France box. Then, and I found candles that it, the company's called Homesick. You can oh, get yeah, candles yeah. that smell like different places around the world. And they also have states around the U.S. So I found- Did you see um, photographers' some- candles? They're doing yes, candles? Yes, yes. I saw I they have candles. Flightographer has little onesies as well, like you were mentioning, like say Jet Setter or Vacation Mode, or they have those. They have puzzles. So I've been trying to think of like for my most loyal clients who I just love to pieces and I'll spend a gazillion dollars. Um, right. I thought about- putting together a little package that's a little bit of their past trips with a little bit of where I know they want to go. So for example, they've been to Hawaii and they've been to the Amalfi. So send the Hawaiian sunset candle and the Positano puzzle from Flightographer. But then I know they want to go to New Zealand. So I found a really cool winery in California that it's a New Zealand sister and a California sister and they have a New Zealand sparkling. And so I want to send it for you like a little package to like reminisce about your past trips, but also to daydream and to be in inspired for your trip. Here's some sparkling from New Zealand. I know you want to go there. They'd go crazy. I think that's awesome. What I just described would probably be a hundred to $150, but like, I don't care. Like those clients are so good that I I really don't care what it is. So I love your branded approach. I always kind of felt like it had to be either or, but I feel like now we've kind of found a way to maybe mix it of do branded over here, but then do experiential and thoughtful and destination inspired over here. I think there's always a way to marry it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And also that's the beauty of it. Do do whatever speaks to you. And then, I mean, and I'm with you too. Like I, there's clients I will spend whatever on. So I'm more price conscious when I'm doing the bulk stuff. Like I just ordered, I have um, a client who does woodworking and he sent me, he made me a pineapple frame. When they came back from their Hawaiian honeymoon a couple years ago, he made me this pineapple frame because he, you know, knew and blah, blah, blah. So awesome. I reached out to him and we came up with an agreement. He is making me these pineapple frames are so beautiful. And I, my only rule was it has to fit in a medium flat rate box because that's how I can control some of the pricing. And I'm ordering, I think I ordered 10 to start. Now I will only send those to my Hawaii clients, but that's going to be one of my new gifts. And then Shelly and I are working on some others because I got it. It's time to change it up, starting a new year. So I love that you also have someone outside your business helping you come up with ideas because I also think that we are constantly like, oh, it took me so long to think of that one. Now I got to think of a new one for next year. So I think having an outside person just to come up with ideas. And, and since I started looking on Instagram for unique gifts, especially destination and travel related gifts, the algorithm is on to me. So I now have like new companies coming by my Instagram all the time. They are especially on to me for the candles. I now know like 65 candle companies, which is a bit much. But... There are so many. There really are a ton. I feel like I've got a lot of candles. Okay. Final question for you. Okay. Are you also doing something for your supplier partners? I do not as consistently, but I will absolutely do something. I just sent cookies to the villa team at Kiowa Island. They yeah. they just went above and beyond. And so I sent some really delicious cookies to them. Otherwise, I will include them in my Christmas 
gifting. A res agent who's gone above and beyond. Like I would say I don't send them as often, but I do try or I'll send a Starbucks gift card if something's, you know, going on and do that. But since you have started these welcome packages and really had kind of a strategy behind the gifting, especially having someone help you really execute it on the back end, that's always really helpful. Do you feel like taking these extra steps has increased referrals and repeat business and has increased the loyalty with your clients? I would say it absolutely has increased the loyalty. And I would say, yeah, it probably goes hand in hand with repeats and and referrals, but well, repeats and loyalty, same thing, right? So yes, Mm -hmm. I would absolutely say that. I feel very, they are very married. And I will even, clients who like, especially in this past year, they haven't traveled maybe in the last year, but I will always send them the Christmas gift because Mm -hmm. I just want to stay top of mind and, you know, just want them to feel loved. Like, hey, it's cool. I'm here whenever, whenever you're ready. You made me think of something with the supplier partners that I just wanted to mention that I think can go even a step further. Somebody does such a good job asking them who to send a letter of a complimentary note to that's above them, their boss. I feel like is a even if, if you're like, girl, I cannot be spending money on whatever everybody's got things or we're just busy that's one thing you can do that would probably mean even more in the long term absolutely i really like that because you can you can show your gratitude to the actual person that you've been working with you can send them a little gift but once they've received it and they're coming back to say to you saying oh my god thank you i wasn't expecting this then you can say who can i send a note to who who are you reporting to who's your boss i want to let that's them a great know idea yeah. How, yeah how amazing you know so you don't have to ruin the surprise but also you're so right because so often little things like that go unnoticed because if it's between the supplier and the advisor, their boss probably knows that they're amazing, but does their boss know how amazing they are? Like they should hear it from us. And we're, you and I own our own businesses. We're so out of that. So we forget about that world because we're not, there's no corporate ladder for us to climb internally. I try to remember that like they still operate in that world. And if I want them to stay in that world, I got to keep them in that world, right? Like yes. if they're yes. really good at that, we want to do everything we in our power to keep them in there. So. And how often have you received an email that the person that you like to work with is no longer at the company and you think, you <sighs> I really liked them. They probably are onto something right. bigger and better. But also like, did I show my appreciation well enough? Because now they're gone and I don't know where to find them. And if so many people stay and travel, like it, how many times you have a rep move from company to company? So you never, yeah. you know, things are good. Things will always be good. And you don't want to burn that bridge necessarily. So keeping, you know, keeping them in the loop and that way if they show up again in your life in a year and you're like, oh, hey girl. It's easy to track BDMs and salespeople, like leisure sales contacts at hotels that they move from one company to the next, it's not easy to track res agents. No, when they leave the company right. and go to a new company, unless you're like on Facebook or Instagram with them, I right. mean, you get an email from a BDM or from a salesperson of like, "Hey, I'm going from this hotel to this one," and you're like, "Cool, see you at the next trade show." But res agents are harder to track down, so those I would even prioritize those to really let them know how much I love them because they may be hard to find. Right. Or making sure mm-hmm. that you're friends with them on whatever form, of, like personal friends on social media. So- yeah. In episode two, we talked all about how to build and foster our repeat and referral business, and one key. Component component to that was investing in our clients and supplier partners. Investing in our clients and supplier partners doesn't always have to be a monetary investment, but today's conversation has certainly shed some light on the unique ways in which we can welcome new clients into our business to foster relationships that lead to referrals and repeat business and to genuinely show both clients and supplier partners how much we truly appreciate working with them. Heather, thank you again for your willingness and for your enthusiasm to be a part of the conversation. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me. Tabby Jet Sets is one fantastic option we can consider for client and supplier gifting as they aim to solve the little travel annoyances and to upgrade any type of travel experience with their curated gift sets. They strive to make gifting an easy and fun experience for you with beautifully presented gift boxes that can be sent with just a few clicks. Here with me today is Rebecca Snow Isada, founder and CEO of Tabby Jet Sets. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Whitney. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to join. So talk to me a little bit about the inspiration behind Tabby Jet Sets. I know that it's a new endeavor for you, but I imagine like all businesses, the idea didn't come in 2020. This is probably something you've been thinking about for a long time. (laughs) Definitely. It is new that the business did launch in June of 2020. And it has been something that has been on my mind and something I really thought about for a while. But the actual inspiration for Tabby Jet Sacks actually came from my own bachelorette party and my search for travel-friendly gifts as 
my friends were flying to Miami to celebrate with me. So I was looking for the perfect gift that was nicely presented, but it was also really important for the gifts to be useful for everyone that was attending and even for afterwards for them to use it at home or on a future trip. So what I thought was going to be a really easy task turned into countless Google searches and more stress than I thought it would be. I didn't find some really beautiful gifting companies. However, the items either wouldn't make it through TSA or simply just didn't make sense to be brought on a vacation. If I did find a travel-specific gift, it was of low quality or single-use items or just generic items that I didn't think would be very useful or appreciated. So I actually ended up creating the gifts myself and the small project and of course, my love for travel inspired myself to take the leap, start the business and help others in need of personalized travel gifts. Yeah, I can I can definitely imagine everything that you just mentioned. So often it's hard to find what you want. It's hard to find that it's presented beautifully. And with gifting, for me particularly, I'm always concerned that a gift that I offer is not going to be useful and that people aren't going to want it. And if someone receives a gift and their first thought is, what am I going to do with this? Then that hasn't really presented the feeling that you were hoping to emote when you sent the gift, right? Right. I mean, that's the worst thing, in my opinion, that you give a gift to someone and of course you're so excited about it and you want them to love it and use it. But if it ends up in the corner collecting dust, it, it kind of doesn't have the meaning to it. And yep. you want to make sure that it's something that elevates their experience or it's something they really thought was useful and come back to you. And they're just so happy that you gave them that gift. Yes, yes, exactly. So I've looked through the gift boxes a little bit and I love your attention to detail that everything included can make it through TSA. Like I'm not even sure that I would have thought of that, but that's such a fantastic thing that you've thought about. So in looking on your website, I've seen that you have both curated gift boxes that are all ready to go and set up in the most beautiful presentations. And then you also have options where where we can decide, you know, on a custom gift box and we can decide each item that is included. So talk to me a little bit about first, how you're sourcing the items, what you feel is really important when you're looking for what to include and what not to include, but also a little bit about the inspiration behind the curated boxes, because they all have a little bit of a theme to them, which I really appreciate. Of course, you're exactly right. Every gift box does have a theme to it for a type of travel or traveler as well as the products that are color coordinated to ensure the gift is nicely presented. Additionally, each and every product contained in the gifts are meant to enhance a travel experience while also providing handy solutions to common travel mishaps or problems that might occur. For example, the Beach Please gift set, it's coordinated with blue and silver items And all of them are to help travelers to go straight to the beach or pool and avoid buying from expensive hotel shops or taking time out of a trip to find a store. It may seem like, oh, this is another beach set or just your typical beach items that you would find. But rather, there are so many specific travel benefits behind the products contained in it. For example, the sunscreen. It's perfect for all skin types since it's a clear gel base, so it doesn't have any type of a white cast. It's 3.4 ounces to make it through TSA, which is so important for any traveler. But yet, it's still big enough to be used for the entire trip and not just a single-use item. And most importantly, in my opinion, is that it's reef-friendly. It does not contain any of the harmful chemicals that are banned at certain destinations, such as Hawaii. Another item in that gift set is a water bottle. And of course, we all have different types of water bottles, and there's specific benefits beyond just product specs that are helpful for travelers to save money by not buying water bottles. And it actually supports the environment through an app that donates to global clean water projects. It tracks your water consumption and your environmental footprint. And more specifically, in a fun benefit for travelers. So it's made out of an unbreakable material and has flat sides that if it's dropped to the floor during takeoff or landing on a plane, or if you're on a bus, it won't roll away from you. I mean, I could really keep going on and on about each set as to why each product was chosen and why it's helpful for travelers. But to keep it short, I do test every product for quality and a lot of thought goes into each product, such as the size and weight to make sure that it fits in luggage and doesn't overweigh your luggage, the ingredients being all natural, eco-friendly benefits, 
animal cruelty free, and of course, the overall cost of the items. I'm so impressed, honestly, Rebecca, and I really, really love all of your attention to detail. Uh, When I was looking through the curated gift boxes and I saw the sunscreen, the first question that came to mind was, is this sunscreen re-friendly? This is something that I've found that I'm often educating clients about. A lot of them don't realize that some countries have laws regarding this. I believe Australia does as well, in addition to Hawaii. But also whether a destination has a law or not, we want our clients to know that not all sunscreens are safe for the reefs and that we should always be using reef-friendly sunscreen. So I really appreciate that you've looked into details such as that. You know, the TSA, the size of the sunscreen is one thing, but then to even go beyond and to think about the reefs and then to go even one step further and have it be a clear gel I mean, you've really just covered all of the the check marks that we're all looking for, and I'm really impressed. I'm over here laughing that you're, the water bottle you've provided has flat sides because I also have a flat water bottle that's about the size of a notebook and fits in perfectly in my bag next to my laptop. So you really have thought of everything. And I, I honestly, I haven't found a company that's like thinking of all the details that I am as well, which is why I was so impressed. Oh, thank you so much. And I love that you also have a flat water bottle. It really comes in so much handy. It's it's so useful. I love it. And I love that you mentioned also just really making sure that these gifts are useful and kind of avoiding those quick trips to buy small things when you arrive in a new destination. Because some of the gift items that I've also seen in your boxes are the types of things that you don't know you need them until you need them. And it's kind of like, if I get this box, you know, from my, from a travel advisor or from a friend before a trip, I may think like, oh, do I really need this? And then suddenly it's the thing that I use the most throughout the trip. The boxes are full of such a thoughtfully curated selection that it's just, it's really above and beyond. I really appreciate it. So the other thing that I, that I noticed and when I first found Tabby Jet Sets and I saw that it was possible to personalize these gifts, I got really, really excited. This is kind of what sealed the deal for me. Um, because as I mentioned earlier, whenever I'm sending a gift, I always want to add a little note to, to clients to let them know, you know, maybe it's just a, a note to them about their upcoming trip to get them excited. Sometimes it's a note to include a little bit of my thoughts behind the inspiration for that gift and why I chose what I chose. So tell me a little bit about how Tabby Jet Sets works with personalization. Of course. And I love this part of the business, especially seeing the amazing and fun ways that people do personalize the gifts. So every gift comes with a handwritten card that's personalized by the gift giver. So you can write those little notes of why you decided on these certain products or things that you want to say that could be exciting for their upcoming trip. And additionally, beyond the ready-to-ship and pre-curated gifts that are available, there is an option to customize your own original jet set or gift set where you get to select the items through a -a build-a-set section on the website. Amazing. So talk to me a little bit about who your clients have been so far, because I know that you just launched Tabby Jet Sets this year. I'm sure that travel advisors, you had us in mind, but there, I've already thought of so many opportunities for Tabby Jet Sets to be sold elsewhere, you know, as, as gifts to travelers or for bachelorette parties. So who have your clients been so far? Fortunately, I have had a wide variety of clients so far. And as you mentioned, I am a new business that launched in 2020 during the pandemic when travel was a little bit decreased from what it used to be and all of the fun things that have been happening. But I'm extremely appreciative of all the clients I have had thus far. There has been one-to-one gifts for all types of occasions. Some of what you mentioned of bachelorettes, honeymoons, holidays, birthdays, you name it. I've seen all types of gift giving scenarios. And I do have travel advisors utilizing my services. And they actually are my most loyal customers that keep coming back time and time again to gift to their clients. And that means so much to me because I can tell that they're seeing the value in all of the items and the gift sets that they are liking the idea and the personalization behind each gift set. Because ultimately, I'm here to make gift giving an effortless and elevated experience and one that will keep the compliments rolling in, especially for travel agents. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there's so much power in not only paying attention to the details, but also creating something that is so aesthetically beautiful that I think it's really even impressive when you receive such a beautiful presentation in the mail that you're not expecting, aside from the amazing gifts that are inside the box, right? And so you've created an experience that is so easy for us to not only send and to personalize, but then for clients to snap a picture and to to post it on social media or to send a text message. And that's that's really, really powerful for service-based businesses like ours. So thank you for all of the attention to detail. It, it matters. It makes such a big difference for us. Of course. And thank you so much for noticing it. And I completely agree that it does mean a lot in the presentation of the gifts. And it shows how great your services are. And it can also help that if someone does snap the picture and put it up on social media, it can be displayed to a whole different audience that you didn't have exposure to before. And it could just keep either repeat business from the client you gave it to or additional business from the person just loving their gift so much. Okay. So I know that this is a new business, but like any entrepreneur, I'm sure that you have so many ideas and different things that you are looking forward to implement. So talk to me a little bit about your vision for the future of Tabby Jet Sets. Are you willing to share some ideas that you have? Of course, and I am so excited for everything to come in the future for Tabby Jet Sets. I'm constantly speaking with travel advisors on what type of gifting solutions they are looking for, as well as fellow travelers for what are their must-have travel products and what could really improve their travel experiences. So currently, I am actively working on expanding the business to include more gift set options, such as additional products, presentation options beyond the gift box that's currently available, and bulk order customization that is inclusive of custom branding and unique product selection that ultimately I really want Tabi to become a recognized brand name for travelers and something that they're really excited to say that they got a Tabi. I love that. And that creates such brand identity and brand loyalty to you to not only work with the travel advisor that, you, that you've chosen and to be loyal to the travel advisor, but then to also know that they like to send Tabby gift sets and that that's something that the clients can look forward to. Like, I just, I love the whole collaboration and, and what, what can happen out of that. I particularly love the customization options. I'm so glad that that's something that you're already thinking of. The box sets that you're providing are already stunning and very luxurious looking and, and are fantastic. In the back of my mind, I was thinking, oh, if she had some different color options, I would definitely choose one that went with my brand. But I was never going to say that because my goodness, I can only imagine, you know, the execution of that behind the scenes as a business. So I will definitely be excited to see how you bring that forward as an option in the future for advisors. For our listeners, if you're interested to learn more about Tabby Jet Sets and to see both their ready-to-ship options as well as their options to build a custom set, head over to tabbyjetsets.com. You can also find them on Instagram. Their handle is at tabbyjetsets. Both of these are linked in the show notes for you. In addition, Rebecca has been so generous to offer our listeners of Masters in Travel 10% off with the code MASTERS10. All of this is in the show notes for you. And advisors, these are fantastic gift sets for your clients coming up in 2021. So definitely head over and see all of the ready to ship options as well as the curated options. Rebecca, I'm so excited to add Tabby Jet Sets to my collection of gift ideas for clients. Thank you again for your willingness and for your enthusiasm to be a part of the conversation. Thank you so much, Whitney. I was really excited to join and I appreciate your time. Bite boxes are a really exciting option for all the foodies in your life. Exploring the world one bite at a time shouldn't be only for those times when we can hop on an international flight. Why not explore the world one bite at a time from home as well? Here with me today is Ashley Robinson, founder of Bite Boxes. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So talk to me a little bit about what is Bite Boxes? What was the inspiration behind it? Where did the name come from? I'm really interested to learn that as well. Sure. It's a subscription box is how it started. And originally, I created it for just travelers in general. And it was a way to seasonally, they could get something that was based on one specific destination each time. And it would be a surprise what the destination would okay. be. Um, the idea actually came 
during my time as a travel agent, I had the same problem of I just couldn't find a good gift to send. And I didn't want to do a bottle of wine or the basic card over and over again. I wanted something that was more engaging to, to keep that love of travel going between trips. So I thought about it while I was a travel agent. And then when I actually stepped away and went back and got my master's degree, I got an MBA. And one of our projects was to come up with a business plan. And so I was like, well, I've been sitting on this for like three years. So this was a way for me to like develop the business plan and really think through all the parts of it. And so that's how it actually became a business. And I had been in the process of launching it already at like middle of 2020 was the plan and then COVID hit. And so it was just like, well, you know what? People can't travel anyways. And I think that this is a good way for them to do that from home. So I was like, I'm going to launch it. I put it out there and it, it's really taken off as a way for people to experience the world from home and like get ready for that next trip. So now I'm actually offering not just that subscription where you get like surprised with the destination, but some set boxes as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm calling them mini boxes, but they're set destinations. So you can get the same destination each time in case you know, you are just in love with a certain place in the world and you want a taste of it at home. So that's kind of where it came from and it developed over a long time. I definitely appreciate that you've expanded a bit to offer both options because for for myself and for some of my clients who are traveling every year, always up for anything, going to whichever destination I say like, hey, you should go here. And they're like opening the map. Like we've never even heard or considered of this place. You know, they would love the idea of a subscription and of a surprise of just getting whatever happens to be coming. But then I can definitely think of other clients where maybe they're just traveling once or twice every other year, or maybe the trip is really special for a honeymoon or a celebratory anniversary. And I want them to get a box that's for a very specific destination to kind of get them excited. So I definitely appreciate having both options. I'm glad. Yeah, it would kind of developed from requests from actually from someone holding a destination wedding. And they had to cancel the destination wedding. And they wanted to be able to send a little like, thank you for all the people that had planned on coming. So we made it specific to that destination. And it was a huge hit. And then I started getting requests from travel agents, you know, I need something to send for my clients that had to cancel (laughs) their trip to, you know, wherever. So that's kind of how it was born. And are you taking requests? Do you have a long list of destinations that people are like, we I am am actually taking requests. I had kind of started just like thinking about where do I love to travel for food. But as more people have gotten the boxes and loved them, they've sent in requests for like, I also love this destination. Could we maybe do something for that? And and what I found is, is people might love the food of a destination, but they don't know where to get those artisan products on their own. So this is kind of a way for them to just get it all packaged up. And I always include a little something that is maybe like a travel book or something to really encourage them to not just eat the food, but it's really about getting out and exploring. Bite actually stands for be inspired to explore. The whole point of these boxes is to actually experience the world. So I try to include a little something that encourages that as well. That's really wonderful. Okay, so for my next question, how do you choose what is included in each gift box? And how are you finding what should be included and then sourcing these items? I mean, I can only imagine the research that is going into each one of these destinations. So are you willing to give us a peek behind the curtain a little bit and walk us through the process? Yeah, I would love to. It's actually been a a bigger process than I even originally thought it was going to be. Um, When I started with the first box, I started with a city that I had been to several times. I knew about it. I kind of had met some of the artisans. So that one was a little easier to source. But then as I got to the next season's box and some of the the mini boxes, I really did have to research. And I've always been someone who I research food and travel constantly just because I'm passionate about it. And I've always been the go-to for friends and family when they're traveling somewhere like, where should I go eat? What should I try? So I started just doing as much research as I could. I thankfully, the artisan community itself is pretty close. And so when I met an artisan, I was able to go to them and say, like, do you know someone from this destination? And almost always they have some sort of contact. Oh, so that's amazing. It's, it's been kind of a good way to get started. And then a lot of it has just been reading about 
the artisans themselves and looking online. And thankfully, there are some websites that you can shop on individually to buy products. So sometimes I start there. But a lot of it is just reaching out to these small producers and saying, hey, I'm interested in buying, you know, a a large quantity of your products. Can you handle that? Um, Sometimes I do find people who they work in such small batches, they can't handle a larger order. So unfortunately, those can't be included. But I typically if they can't be included, I like to still put them up on social or on my website, um, just because I think the story behind what they're doing is fascinating. And they really do help like bring the flavor of that place to life. Mm -hmm. So I still want to get the word out, even if they're not going to be included in the boxes. And then it's really narrowing down, like, does it even fit in the box? I fell in love pasta from Italy. I really wanted to include it in the Rome box. And it was like, it's just too long. It won't fit in the box. Oh my goodness. So that's the perfect example of, okay, if it won't fit in the box, I totally understand. But will you tell me what it is? Because I have these Italy trips that are on hold and I'm thinking I've got to send them something fun from Italy because I'm not even sure what 2022 is going to look like or 2021, excuse me. Like I'm not even sure that this is going to happen. So I love that you find them. And even if they don't work, they're still a really quality option and a great idea for gifts. So you still share that company's products and what they're doing. That's that's really great. Yeah. And I do it also because I feel like the travel industry and food go together so much and they've been hit so hard this past year. And just as much as possible to get the support out there for them, I just try to do that as much as I can on social and on my website. And, and I will continue to do that even when we can all travel again. Mm-hmm. Because I just I think we all work together for this. So when you're sourcing the products, are you generally finding the these artisans in the country that you're researching? Or are you finding some sourcing or some suppliers in the US that makes it a little bit easier to get their products? How does that look for you? So what I've actually done is I will go to the artisan themselves in country and try to get it directly from them if I if I can, because then they make a a bigger margin off of Mm -hmm. it. For a lot of them, though, they have to import it through Mm -hmm. someone. So at that point, I'll just go with whoever their preferred importer is. I actually working on the box I'm currently working on um, that ships in February. That was one of the biggest problems is because I'm doing a destination that they have very strict import export with the US. And so it's been very difficult to find a way to get the product. And so that's definitely something that moving forward, I will have to take into consideration is is really looking at what those are, but just trying to work with the artisans directly as much as as I possibly can. Can you give us a little bit of insight into the destinations that you've done in the past? I won't ask you to spoil the surprise for what's (laughs) coming up in the future, but I'm so curious to know which destinations have been included in past uh, subscription send outs. Sure. So the surprise destinations in the full size box, um, I did Nashville as the first one just because I absolutely love Nashville as a food city. And sometimes that gets ignored with the music reputation. So that was the first one. And I knew a lot of the artisans. So I wanted to work with them. And they had actually just been hit by the tornado and then COVID hit. So it was like, I want to support them as much as possible. So they were the first box. And then um, Rome was the second box. And that was one that my husband and I did for our anniversary trip, our 10th anniversary, we went and spent a week in Rome. And so it's obviously a classic food city. So I wanted to do that as one of the first ones, one that was easy for people to wrap their heads around like, okay, I'm comfortable with this cuisine, I can do this on my own at home. Um, So that was the second and then um, also some areas in Australia. So we're going to be doing a couple of those. I was actually um, an Aussie specialist when I was in the travel industry. So I've been able to go and they the culture there, the food there is phenomenal. And I don't think people fully get that. Um, It's a destination I think a lot of people know about, but they don't Mm -hmm. truly know it. So that is one we're doing. And the mini boxes, which are like our set destinations that we always have available. We did Paris. Um, just because that's a classic food city. And it was one that travel agents were asking about all the time. And then we did a smaller version for Rome, just because that was a really popular subscription Mm -hmm. box. So we've added Rome as one that's always there. And then we're also at getting ready to add a couple US destinations as well for our like always available mini boxes. So we're going to do one for New York City, and then we're going to do Chicago as well. So those are going to be ones that you can get all the time. That's amazing. I'm thinking of what boxes would I love for you to have all (laughs) the time? I feel like Spain could be really interesting. 
Barcelona is um, one of my favorites. So that is, that's definitely on the list. So I really appreciate that you are not just doing a destination, but you're focusing on a city. You mentioned a couple of different regions in Australia and not Australia as a whole. And it's Rome and not Italy as a whole. And I think that that's also, travelers may not think about that before they get to a destination. They might just think, oh, I love Italian food. But it doesn't take very long after you've arrived that you realize, oh, the food in each region is actually really, really different. And yeah. so by creating creating a box that is very geographically specific that like further, you know, highlights the importance of not just knowing the food from a country, but really digging in deep to know the food from each region. That's awesome. Yeah. And that has been really fun as well, because it, it does allow me to get a little deeper with the artisans when I'm looking at a much smaller area than the whole country. Mm -hmm. Have you considered diving into some more exotic destinations like India or Thailand? Have you received any requests like this? Uh, I actually am in the talks um, with a company in Morocco. Awesome. Um, they're they're opening a chocolate factory and oh. it's like a small batch chocolate destination. And so I am actually in talks to do that is one which I think is a fascinating destination. Yes. Um, there are some areas of India I would love to do. And mm -hmm. I I often get requests for Greece as well as one of the top sure. requests I get. I'm thinking both of like interesting destinations that could be used for clients who've already planned a trip, but also to inspire. Sometimes I'm looking for unique ways to think, hmm, I think clients would love this destination, but they haven't really considered it before or they haven't considered it yet. And I would love to just kind of put it on their radar. Exactly. And then also, of course, destinations that are just when you're looking for gifts, you can you often come across options for the major European cities in general, just not even food related specifically, but just, you know, something that uh, speaks to that destination. But for these more exotic destinations, it can be really hard to find something that works. Yeah, especially here in the US. Like I said, it's a lot of it's that import. They just don't mm -hmm. have anyone here who imports it. Um, I actually was looking at Cape Town and that was one that I really wanted to do. And it's been difficult to find someone who okay. I can source product from. So that's one that's definitely on the list as well. Awesome. And I'm, I'm eager to see just which uh, the new subscription, but also the mini boxes that are coming out because I feel like I can find some clients a good use for just about anything that you'll come up with. Do you ever have clients or travel advisors concerned about food preferences or allergies at all? Is there is there a way that we can know what's inside the box and what might be concerning, you know, just to make sure that we are being mindful of what we send to clients? Yeah, I definitely encourage people people if they if they know whoever they're sending it to has some sort of food allergy or food preference to reach out um, I can customize the boxes and and thankfully because I have started those relationships with importers it's a lot easier to customize those I do say up front like with the subscription box that this is not it's like not nut free or anything like that sure. so you do have the potential of getting something like that but I encourage if you're doing like the mini boxes especially and you're sending it to a client just let me know um, I include a spot where you can leave a note so I can include a card to your to your client with any message that you want to send. And that's a good place to put that as well. Oh, okay. That's great. And it's good to know that if there is a concern, just to email you directly is probably the best way to go. And if we want to customize it just a little yep. bit, then especially for like an allergy, that's perfect. And I love the note. So when we order a box, can we include just a small note that we want to have sent to the clients along with the box as yeah, well? Yeah, exactly. And, and then I write it. I actually handwrite all the notes. Um, so it's a little more custom and it gets sealed in an envelope and put right in the top of their box. So when they open it, first thing, it's right there and they know who sent it. So I've had some really sweet notes sent to people. A lot of people oh. who were supposed to travel together this past year and didn't get to. So they've been sending little boxes to hold each other over until they can travel again. I really love that. Talk to me a little bit about your vision for the future of Bite Boxes. This was, I love that this started as part of your MBA program and then officially launched in 2020. So what are you most excited about? Where do you see this going in the future? What are your hopes and dreams for this business? I think the biggest thing is, is like I said, I want to encourage people to actually get out and explore and kind of connect with each other. My passion for, for food and travel has always been around seeing the world and understanding it better, understanding each other better. So I'd like to include, um, as we move forward, I've been talking with some people to include like online cooking classes, um, some opportunities oh. to talk with people. I'm, I'm partnering with a cooking school in Italy that's run by two sisters who did food tours in Rome. And so I'm hoping to get some online classes put together where people can interact a little bit more and really learn about what's in the box, learn about the destination and encourage them to get out and actually 
go see these places. Um, the other thing is, is that in the future, we've talked about working with some travel agents, some travel industry partners to put together some group trips to go to some of these destinations that correspond with the boxes. My husband is not a big foodie like I am. So he's he's not as interested in like heading to a destination just for the food. But I would love to connect other people who have the same issue of like, my significant other doesn't want to go on this trip, but I do well, here's a whole group of other people that are interested in this and would love to go. So just working to get people actually out into the world is kind of where I see the box going in the future. Amazing. I I really love that. And I love the idea of expanding it beyond the box and having things going on online and and things that are live and interactive. And and I'm I'm already just thinking of so many opportunities because I'm always looking for ideas of, you know, when we have clients who are planning these big international trips, six, eight, 12, 14 months in advance, there's such a big gap between that time that we put down a deposit and the time that final payment is needed and they start packing, right? And I'm always trying to think of how can I keep them engaged? How can I keep them excited? And those little examples are perfect. Like not only here's a box, but also get online and have a fun cooking night and, and learn a little bit more about this destination before you arrive. I love that. I'm glad because that that really was one of my things when I was a travel agent was like, they have like 12 months before they travel and I want them to still be as excited on the day that it gets there as they did when they were put the deposit down. And so this this yes. was really born out of that need for like, I want to continue to connect people and keep that going. For our listeners, if you're interested to learn more about Biteboxes, head over to bitebox.us. You can also find them on Instagram. Their handle is at bite underscore explorer. Both of these are linked in the show notes for you. Ashley has also generously offered a 10% discount off your first box. If you'd like to explore this option for yourself or for your clients, we won't tell anyone if you keep it for yourself because I might do the same. You can use the code masters10. Ashley, I'm so excited to add Bitebox to my collection of gift ideas for clients. Thank you again for your willingness and for your enthusiasm to be a part of the conversation. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Masters in Travel. If you want more, head over to mastersintravelpod.com for show notes and links to the resources we discussed in today's episode. If you loved today's interview as much as I did, please take a moment to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and be sure to share this podcast with an advisor who is ready to level up their travel business. To continue the conversation, find us on Instagram at Masters in Travel, where we preview upcoming episodes and engage with our listeners to decide what topics to cover next. We'll see you next time.